Live on SENSA, welcome to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Aiken dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Welcome Red and Blue Army to another show of Red Legs Radio. And oh my God, what a week it has been. My name is Dale Fleming and I'm joined by number 35, Richard Kelly. How are you going, Hello, mate. Richard? I'm well. Good to be back. Yes, what a week, hey? We'll Massive. get to that in a moment, won't Massive. we? And also my uh, other co-host there in Joshy Teakle, number 14, Gary McIntosh. <laughs> for, for the that. Pembroke Kings? For I the think Pembroke... Josh plays for the Pembroke Kings. He does, he does. Johnny Cunningham coached them for a while too, I reckon. JC did yep. coach there. So how are in you, fact... Joshy? I'm great, thank yeah. you, Flem. Yeah, what a week it was, and I'm looking forward to running out with the Pembroke Kings this Saturday morning. Because Johnny coaches the Pembroke Queens. Yes, right? he does, yeah, right. indeed. Yep. Yeah, he does. I think his daughters play for he the does, Queens. They do. so, uh, and we also have our newest member of the show joining us, Adrian Davies. How are you? Very good. Very now, good. Now, you go by Aishi, don't you? Because you wear number eight. Number for the eight, yeah. Yep. Followed the great man uh, when I got given the number choices. There that was you, the one. There you go. Good choice. Adrian, you nervous? You nervous? No, big, no. Big weekend um, coming up. Big weekend. It's been a big week and we've got another big week to come. It's just all happening down at the parade, isn't it? it, it well, it, <laughs> it's all happening and it's all happened, I can tell you. We'll get to that. So we've got A.C. Macca, Dakes, but of course uh, the well, king Well, who's number here. five? Uh, Gary Ablett. Neil Hine. <laughs> Neil Hine. Who else? Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Ablett and Fleming, that's all I care about. Now, uh, we're going to keep moving, uh, team, because uh, we've got a big show in store and the first quarter today, we're going to reflect on what's been an incredible week for the Norwood Football Club in Gather Round. And I don't know about you guys, Josh, but my head has just stopped spinning. Yeah, mine, uh, mine's just about to stop spinning, Flem. Yeah. It was an unbelievable weekend, um, starting well, starting on Thursday, really, when everything started to arrive. And um, the two games were sensational. Nord Oval looked unbelievably good. Um, so much colour, so much flair. Um, great weekend. Yeah, look, and I mean, I, I guess everyone sees on the surface there, the um, and I'll just turn my phone off there. <laughs> <laughs> That's Before That's every Ablett. is that Gary Ablett ringing you saying? <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. Uh, His so... ears are ringing. Before every show we we hear Dale turn, mate, make sure your phones are off. <laughs> Someone out there is listening to Red Legs Radio and thought I'll just bugger Fleming up yeah. here. The, the Gary Ablett talk has gone straight to his head. No, in fact, it was Otto Severio. <laughs> Hello, Otto, if you're listening. Uh, great supporter of our football club in uh, Reef Outdoor Kitchens. I'll get back to you in a moment, Otto. Now, um, look, look, back together round, it's just been an amazing ride. And you know what? I thought, who better to get on the on the show than to than to talk about Gather Round than the number one, the numero uno, Uno, the big kahuna, our president, Paul Diulio. How are you, Paul? Are you there? Um, yeah, very well. Thanks, Lana. How, how are you going? Very well, thanks, mate. Of course, I'm joined by Richard Kelly, Josh Teakle and Adrian Davies. And we just want to chat to you about Gather Round. What a week. What a weekend for our football club. Oh, it was amazing. It was an unbelievable weekend, an unbelievable experience and a great opportunity to showcase everything ignored to the rest of Australia. It was just absolutely incredible. Paul, um, obviously, yeah, like you said, a, a fantastic weekend for a lot of Norwood fans and AFL fans who got to see the Oval. What were a few personal highlights for you as our president? Uh, I think it, well, one of the personal highlights for me really was seeing the crowd back at the parade, back at the uh, Oval at full capacity. But really the reward and the recognition that our staff, led by James Fantasia and obviously 
you guys, the amount of work you guys all put in and over a long period of time and Baz, um, you know, stretching out over the oval, but to all come together on that weekend and to be, you know, lauded as a great success story for the AFL and to prove that, you know, little old Harbert Nord can actually form on the, the national stage and perform quite well. I think it's just an awesome highlight, a very proud moment to be president of a club that was able to achieve that so successfully over the weekend. And I suppose, Paul, the, the question on everyone's lips is next year. Like, what happens next year? Obviously, there's been a great announcement from the state government about being here for three years. We had two games. Is that something the club has had some early discussions as yet as to what next year looks like? Um, very preliminary discussions. Obviously, we'd love to have two games at Nord again next year. I note that uh, the Hawthorne Football Club wants to commit to Nord for the next three years, so we would love to have them base at Nord for the next three years to gather around. We've already started some discussions with the government and also with the council around how we can work together to ensure that we can improve on the success of this weekend uh, for the next three years. Now, now Paul, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, obviously, on the field, there was a lot going on, but there was a fair bit going on off the field. And I reckon I, every time I walk through the Wolf Blast Community Centre, I've seen you next to the, the Premier and, and Gil McLaughlin. Is that right? You were just obviously doing a bit of work already for next year. Oh, well, you never can waste an opportunity, Flamo. So, you know, if there were the big kahunas were in town, and it was a great opportunity to speak to the Premier and also Gil McLaughlin and also Andrew Dillon from the AFL to talk about football and opportunities that the Gather Round brings to the state and also obviously bringing Gather Round to Nord Oval. And, um, you know, I think from all reports, their uh, feedback was very positive and uh, the conversations I had them, they were very happy with what they saw at Nord Oval. And, Paul, just from a supporter's point of view, like having Gather Round at Nord Oval, Cooper Stadium, how, how, how does it benefit the club overall and, and help improve what we do from a from an SNFL point of view, obviously the resources have been um, sort of updated as well. Just from a just from a club perspective, how does it improve for what we want to achieve? Um, I think that's a really good point, Richard, because uh, the reality is that um, we've been able to improve some facilities around the Oval. So one from an Oval, obviously, is a, at a much higher standard at the moment. We've also improved some of the facilities around the ground, a new canteen, which our supporters and members will be able to continue to use, is a good legacy for the ground. I think from a from a really proud point is that, you know, if you watch any of the AFL footy shows, Nord is getting mentioned consistently all of last week and into this week. And I think being a Nord supporter uh, for Nord to be talked about that and even some of the conversations last week referring to some of our past greats in that conversation. So I think having Nord bandied on that national stage from a supporter's perspective has been incredible. And there's some great leg- legacy opportunities um, with what happened this week and if we continue to invest in the infrastructure of the Oval, um, the supporters and members have a far greater experience each year in the future. Well, that's right, uh, uh, Prez. Now, uh, we've got to let you go. We've got to keep moving with the show, and I know you could talk all day. So uh, before you go, though, we've got Adrian Davies here who will be lining up in our development team grand final uh, this weekend. Do you want to give her a bit of a a good luck wish? (laughs) Give me a pump up. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, all the best for Saturday. I'll be there watching you. So I really hope, um, you know, that you've done an un- unbelievable season. The development squad's come through and uh, so has the senior women's team. The uh, seasons have, have actually progressed magnificently well. So all the best on Saturday playing on our home deck. So um, look forward to a great result and look forward to uh, the Cup coming in Nord. Very much appreciated. We uh, look forward to bringing it home. Great stuff, Adrian and Paul. Thank you, mate, for joining us and uh, and everything you've done to lead the charge uh, 
for the Norwood Football Football Club uh, around Gather Round, and uh, we look forward to uh, uh, you going out there and bringing it back to the club next year. Uh, we'll do my best. Thank, thanks, Clem. I'll encourage every Nord person to come out on Saturday and watch the girls, and then also turn up on Anzac Day and watch the uh, grand final rematch on Tuesday. Fantastic. Thanks, Prez. Thanks, Clemo. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Paul. See our, you later. Our illustrious leader, boys and girls. Now, uh, he, he actually mentioned the, uh, the article by the senior writer for the AFL record, Ash Brown, uh, that came out within, you know, 24 hours of the announcement that uh, Gather Round will be coming back to South Australia, that the Hawthorne Football Club have got on the front foot and said they want to play their Gather Round game at Norwood Oval. Yeah, there's no bigger resounding support and reflection than that to, to hear an AFL club that um, that used our facilities over the weekend and, and played a game and, and actually lost that game but still want to come back. And um, that I think that testifies everything that we've uh, put our effort into it as a club. Well, well, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. We actually have on the line now Ash Brown uh, from SEN. Are you there, Ash? Hello, boys. Good to be with you. Great, Welcome, Ash. Great to have you with us, and we're going to jump straight into it. You came out with this article, and we love it, of course, being the Norwood Football Club, that Hawthorne is eyeing off our ground as a home away from home in future gather rounds. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I was at, had the very good fortune of being at the game on Sunday. It was a fantastic afternoon at the football, um, old-style suburban football that I grew up with in Melbourne in the 70s and 80s. So just standing on the uh, standing the outer in the sun, uh, watching the game. And I, th- but uh, I think from Hawthorne's perspective, playing a team like the Giants, I mean, 95% of the crowd were Hawthorne supporters. My understanding was. Most of the neutral people in Adelaide for Gather Round went to um, Adelaide Oval. So they pretty much left the crowd for the Hawthorne game there to be you know, fans of both clubs, and they were overwhelmingly Hawthorne supporters. So it was a wonderful parochial brown and gold atmosphere for Hawthorne. They didn't get the result in the end of what was a cracking game, but they loved the experience so much that um, when I was at flying back that night at the airport, I bumped into Justin Reeves, the CEO, and Andy Gow as the president. And I said, you guys should uh, go back there next year. It was a wonderful day. And they said, don't worry, we've already requested the AFL. So we've already been to the AFL to make it happen. So their attitude is they're happy to let all the other clubs squabble over Adelaide Oval and some will be disappointed because they'll probably play one less game there next year and move on to the country. They want to turn Norwood Oval, at least for one day, into a bit of a brown and gold cauldron and have it to themselves. So I think it's pretty... A smart play by them to get in the front foot and sort of try and generate uh, some activity from gather around for themselves. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, that that's uh, music to our ears. Um, do you know? You, you mentioned a few things there, but what was it uh, that mainly appealed to Hawthorne? Of course, the you, you mentioned the atmosphere. Um, did it remind them of Tassie a little bit, or did they like the facilities or the oval as well? Was there a few things that that led to them? Um, yeah, reaching out to the AFL. Well, I think that's the possibilities. I think they, you know, gather around is a, you know, so many neutral supporters are at gather around. You look at what happened at the games Adelaide Oval, certainly the Saturday and Sunday, there were supporters of four teams there. So it was a, a nice atmosphere, but it wasn't particularly parochial. I think they look at to gather around as an opportunity to have a really parochial Hawthorne crowd in the house. That might give them an advantage. Uh, they probably, I, I think the facilities were were more than adequate for them, I think. And I think they see the potential with the district. I think they can look at having some activations and some functions. I mean, I went to one of the 
I, you know, I had a deal at one of the establishments around the corner before the game, and I see, I see they see with the pubs and the restaurants in the area that they can probably have some events for their supporters and for their sponsors. And my understanding is they've got a few South Australian-based sponsors as well. So they, I think they see really great potential to entertain their clients and, and for their fans to know that when they come to Adelaide for gather-round next year and, and subsequent years, they've got a real base, that Norwood will be the base for Hawthorne people. Ash, it's a, it's a good point you make. I mean, you look at Hawthorne and sort of where they're set up and potentially the 19th licence coming in to Tasmania. So, you know, a, a, an opportunity like Gather Round, how, how that has expanded their thinking as well and the potential of Adelaide to become a bit of a second home for them. Yeah, so well, they've got some decisions to make down the track in terms of um, when they lose Tasmania that, that they're going to need to de- develop a second base somewhere. And I'm not sure that... I mean, Nord... I mean, it was a wonderful day. I don't think you've played probably more than one or two games a year there because uh, as good as it was, it's got, you know, it's got limitations in terms of capacity and, you know, the, uh, I think the infrastructure to host an AFL game with all the broadcasters and what have you, uh, the place has probably stretched the limit. Yeah. But that's not to say you can't turn it around for a couple of games a year as a, as a super AFL venue. They obviously couldn't play another team with Victoria following, but for team, to play teams like the Giants or the Sun to have negligible travelling support, it possibly makes some sense for them. But um, I think I just enjoyed the vibe of the day. I mean, old-timers who are there, you know, I'm old enough, sadly, to remember Hawthorne playing Glen Jerry Oval, their, uh, their sort of antiquated facility in the heart of Hawthorne back in the 70s. And what I experienced on Sunday at Norwood was the closest thing to the Glen Ferry Oval days, a real sort of, even at the MCG and Tasmania, they don't get such one-eyed support as they had at uh, Nord on Sunday. Uh, that, that's right. Absolutely true. Ash, well, look, appreciate you joining Red Legs Radio and giving, giving us those insights. Uh, brown and yellow, red and blue, what a colour palette, I say. So uh, <laughs> let's look for big things in the future. Great work, Ash, and thanks for uh, joining Red Legs Radio. I think it's brown and gold, not brown and yellow. You get in trouble if you call That's true. Like brown and yellow, so, uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's right. true. Uh, good to be with you, boys. No worries. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Ash. Exciting times, everyone. We need to go to a break, uh, but what an opening to Red Legs Radio. You'll be back in a minute. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Red Legs. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army, for uh, the second quarter of Red Legs Radio. And what an opening, uh, Richard. Just an amazing week. Uh, just to, to finally you know, put Gather Round behind us. It was just one of the best weeks uh, yeah, you're in, sort the, of glad in the history of the club, was You're sort of it? glad it's over, but you don't want it to be over. Well, you know it's coming I mean? like, back. Yeah, it was coming back. And we can't wait for the announcement that we're and going. And earlier next year, I think, yeah. as well. Yeah. Probably a couple of weeks earlier. And so. just hot off the press, we're going from two games to four. No, I'm Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Lock um, that in. But let's move on uh, because we now look forward to an amazing Saturday uh, where our women's program uh, uh, kicks on again and we have our development league team in a grand final, which is super exciting, isn't it, Josh? It is absolutely Fantastic. Um, those girls have been dominant this year, undefeated, and we welcome Erica Spawn onto the line. Hello, Erica. Me. Um, of course, the captain of the Development League team. Are uh, you looking forward to the grand final this weekend, Erica? How's the feeling around the club at the moment? Oh, yeah, we're absolutely... Um, we can't wait to have a crack on Saturday. Um, as you know, grand finals don't come around all that often, uh, in many sports, not everyone gets to have an opportunity. So I think we're very fortunate 
um, knowing that we get to have an opportunity at this game. And, yeah, the, the vibes on the track uh, this week have just been, um, as you can imagine, everyone's pumped, everyone's just ready to go, um, and yeah, we just can't wait. Of course. And, um, Ade, I think you've got some uh, some stats over there, some history in the making potentially. Yeah, we had um, Matty Panos come in this week and speak with us, and he, he let us know that the Norwood men... Norwood Reserves men and Norwood women have all won the first grand final that was ever played in their competitions. Wow. So this is the first grand final in the Women's Reserves League. So we are looking to go four for four. Let's go. So no pressure, Erica. No pressure. <laughs> to don't, start, don't, <laughs> no. don't stuff it up, Spawny, all right? AD, don't bugger it up. No, no. Well, you got to, you want to tell us about you know, the lineup, ins and outs, and anything else happening on Saturday? Well, we're, unfortunately, we, we lose Charlie Hazelhurst, who's off to play uh, in the under-16 state team. But um, I think, Spawner, you agree with me, and you can probably speak to it about the depth of the squad. Like, we, we lose Charlie, who's a great player, but we just have another player come straight in that, that fills, does her role. Um, is that That's a testament to the depth of our squad across both teams, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, AD. Um, I, I think as the squad as a whole at, at Norwood, um, and the women's side, it's it's quite unbelievable the amount of talent and depth that we just have. And I think it just shows just how successful kind of both in development and the league side, just how we've gone throughout the season so far. Yeah. What are your reflections on the, the season so far? The development league is a seven-round um, season. You guys are undefeated. Uh, that doesn't just, just happen by, by luck. Uh, must be a pretty special group that you're... Um, Leading the charge of Erica, How, what's your reflections on the year so far? Um, to be honest, I've, I've honestly loved this season, um, getting the opportunity to captain the girls. But just being amongst all of them, I think it comes back down to just the individuals that are a part of the squad. Um, that's including the players, coaches and, and the support staff. And we're really like playing for each other and playing as a united team every week. Um, and that's even at training. We get amongst each other. Um, and it just seems to click well, and um, obviously that, that's how we've ended our season with a seven to zero, um, being undefeated minor premiers. Uh, we probably couldn't get much better than that. Um, but yeah, even even with a lot of the, like the player movement, with girls either being out with injury or um, girls having the opportunity to play in the league side, we've always had like a, a core, constant group of players that like help and hold the team together, um, drive those standards, drive the way we want to play. Um, and I think that's that's really what it's come down to. It's just like as a collective and a whole group, uh, as a squad, it's, it's just been an amazing season. Sporty uh, and I play in the back line together and uh, she's just one of the calmest heads around with all the young girls. But one of my favourite things is the pre-game speeches. She's got little notes on, on her hand, um, ready to, to talk to girls. What have you got for us this week? Have you been putting some thought into that? Uh, I have been. <laughs> I've been thinking of just those little one key words that um, I think will help drive the girls just to help motivate them. And um, most of the time, it's something I come up with on the day. Um, but I have, I have been thinking this week of those little key words. Some inspiration. Erica, what about South Adelaide? You're playing against them. Um, Obviously, you've defeated them during the year, but it was pretty close. Mm, eight uh, points. Eight points. So what, what's the feeling going in? Is there anything you need to do differently? Uh, sort of what's the message been from the, the coaching staff? Yeah, I think it's um, like we're going into this game just as any other game. We don't want to change too much. And obviously, the coaches have um, or will 
point out some of their key players and most likely make some matchups on those players um, as necessary. Um, and yeah, the last time we did play them, um, we did, we noticed then that they were a strong side, um, and we know that it's, it will probably be a physical, contested game, and I think it will be a great game as well, um, just versing South Adelaide. Uh, but yeah, hope just hoping that we, we can come out on top, and you know we give it our all, and um, we just keep it as we've been going throughout the season, and not change much of how we actually go about our game. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic day on Saturday. Uh, the Development League Grand Final kicks off at three thirty. Um, the curtain raiser is the is the Sandful mm. W game at um, ten past one. So make sure we get out there. It's going to be a fantastic day. Um, and uh, we got Molly Brooksby back in the in the Sandful W side. Who's yep. an absolute gun, AD. Yeah, she's back in the league side. She's been out with injury all year, but um, handy in. She's just spent the week with the AFLW Academy. Um, so yeah, very good in to have. Well. We're all super excited about uh, this Saturday. And, uh, Spawny, good luck. Make sure you continue Thank that you. leadership down the back line mm-hmm. that AD was just referring to and bring home the chocolates, okay? Yeah, the chocolates sound good. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Good luck, Thank- Erica. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Spawny. So Sorry. Big- <laughs> Thank you. So it's a big Saturday, isn't it? Massive. And it's not often the senior team is the curtain raiser to the reserves. No. That's how big it is. Weather, weather looks good. Yes. Uh, Let's get let's get along there, Norwood supporters. We don't the SNFL men don't play till Tuesday. There's plenty of time on Saturday for all our supporters to get down yeah, there and support the know, girls. Yeah, we should have a big crowd there. And as you said, the, how good's the ground? Ground's well, in yeah, just being looking. at the being back at the club with training this week, the ground is impeccable. We couldn't yeah. ask for a better service. And just the number of um, the men's players walking around the club, talking about looking forward to coming out and watching. So yeah, no, I think get around be, and join them. I think there'll be a big crowd down there. Now, before we go to our next break, we're all going to put it on the line. Right. Right. Development League team win by 21 points. <laughs> Richard? That's a big... Well, the weather looks quite fine, so scoring could be high. Uh, I'm going to go 16 points. 16 for yep. you? Five Gosh. points for me. Close one. Ooh. Mate, am I allowed to... Well, that's, um, that's going to be nerve-wracking. As a are. defender, uh, I hope we have like, the ball away from us for a while. But if we can kick straight, we I think when we lost to South... Oh, sorry, when we beat South last time, we kicked two goals, 10. Yes. Mm. So we... We, if we kick straight, we would have won by more. Mm. Um, so let's go five goals in the last quarter. Where we throw the, de- wow. throw the defenders in the forward line Absolutely. in the last quarter. <laughs> yeah, what, like, sweep the mag- what, magnets around. I reckon just switch the magnets up. Like, like the under-8s, you know, the backs do become yeah, yeah. forward. I've been trying this all year. So. Stay in your positions, everyone. <laughs> there's, and... there's method to your <laughs> madness, AD. Well, let's hope that you're right at 30 <laughs> points because that'll be a comfortable win and uh, we'll all be celebrating We're Saturday night. Up in Wolf Blast, uh, having yeah. a beer. Yes, definitely. Having a Coopers, we call it. Absolutely. Norwood, <laughs> Not a beer, a Cooper's and a Barossa boy. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, we're going to go into the halftime break now. And after that, we'll uh, have some club news. And then we'll finish the program off with... Uh, we actually have a men's team in this club. Do you yes. know that? You know? Yes, I remember them. Yeah, re- remember them. They yep. haven't played for like 19 days by the time Tuesday <laughs> comes around. But we've got a big Anzac Day clash against the uh, North Adelaide. going to so be it's, good. It's the grand final rematch. Uh, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Redlegs Radio, thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Redlegs. Welcome back everyone to the third quarter of Redlegs Radio and Tell you what, girls and boys, I'm just going to take a bit of a deep breath because uh, we've been getting through a fair bit in the first half. Uh, and now we have a chance to slow down a little and talk about what's happening around our football club over the next month. And 
I can uh, tell you there's a fair bit, as always. Um, we obviously have a Air Peninsula match coming up, Josh. That uh, is going to be excellent. On May 13th, which is actually Mother's Day weekend. So all the listeners out there, if you're looking for something to, to buy your mother mm. for uh, Mother's Day or to treat her, why don't bring her up to Port Lincoln Absolutely. to watch the Mighty Legs, yeah. I, I think would be a good uh, My idea. wife's birthday as well, so um, I'm going to miss that one. That's well, a shame. We'll, we'll bring her along. <laughs> yeah, bring her along. Unless you bring her along, mate. Well, there you go. Hey, you've already booked yourself. Port Lincoln Hotel. Yeah, and he's already taken the penthouse. A few Coffin Bay oysters. Right. Well, there you go. She's uh, locked in. Yeah, we'll bring her up. Uh, <laughs> Peter Teagle Wines. Peter Teagle Wines, yeah. of course. Great supporters yeah. of our uh, Port Lincoln Beautiful. game. Beautiful. You've already, you know if your wife's listening, now you've got to take her. I know. There's I no know. getting out of it now. <laughs> you should have been taking her in the first place. Exactly. Uh, we've also got a business luncheon coming up with Alex Carey, which I'll get you to talk a little bit about in a moment, uh, Dickie. And uh, there's a 2013 Premiership reunion yes. happening at uh, the Norwood Football Club next Tuesday uh, for Anzac Day. Uh, we're going to talk about that game after the next break. I was there that day. It was the last game ever at Footy Park. Oh, wow. It was too, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. In fact, the next year when we won it in 2014... At Adelaide Oval. At that one, just mm. moved back from Melbourne, and mm. that was the first one at Adelaide Oval, mm. of course. Now, let's go back to the EP game. Um, it's a great initiative by our footy club to uh, host a game uh, up in our uh, important regional zone, the Air Peninsula, and, of course, it's at Centenary Oval, Port Lincoln. And, again, we play the West Adelaide Football Club uh, Josh, and uh, it's an exciting time. It'll be your first time as media manager up there. Um, but I can tell you, last year was a huge success, and we had around about 2,000 at the game. We had estimated over 500 supporters make their way over to the EP. Uh, and I did the economic review, and if each one spends on average about $700, which is pretty... <laughs> To Easy get, to do when to you're paying there, for accommodation, accommodation, flights, and then you're spending in cafes and the pubs. The uh, economic benefit for the uh, EP and, and, and I, I guess uh, more closely Port Lincoln community is about three quarters of a million dollars. Wow, well, it's wow. probably the equivalent to them as what Gatherown is for Adelaide. Well, that's really. right, by yeah. comparison, exactly. Mm. And, of course, we had a great win. Uh, the boys put on a good performance. Uh, Matthew Nunn was awarded the Dequetaville Medal which is the medal that we will be awarding again on Tuesday because it's an Anzac Day medal. last year, remember, was Anzac Round in Port Lincoln. That's right. We would have uh, tried to do it again, uh, but obviously the tradition of the SANFL is the uh, Mm. grand final rematch on uh, on Anzac Day. And just before I move off uh, De Quetteville and onto the EP game, Josh, which I know you've got a few things to talk about, this guy... Played for Norwood in 1907. His name's Philip de Quetteville Robin. He was a colonel in the army in World War, World War One, and he was one of the first off the boats on one of the important landings. And the orders were: as soon as the door opens, I guess that's that sort of um, you know, yep. front of the boat that yep. slams down yep. into the water. Yep. Run, run the like beach. hell and get as far inland as you can and don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that, that was his instructions. That's, that's from the Australian uh, Wartime History wow. Museum website. So this guy and another uh, uh, soldier managed to make it all the way inland. Wow. And uh, they were awarded all sorts of medals and everything. But we thought, being an ex-Norwood player, um, why not name our Anzac Day medal yep. after him? True definition of a hero, Flem. That is what that is. Uh, that is amazing. Um, 
And, yeah, that, that'll be a fantastic game. Uh, but EP game, Flem, you're all over this. You, this, is, uh, this is one of your favourite projects, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and you've got, well, there, there will be a, a whole lot of uh, functions and lunches and dinners and all sorts going on over there. It, it seems like it is uh, more than a game. It is a celebration of the whole EP Port it Lincoln. Is, it is. And uh, we'll have the uh, the usual function at the Peter Tika Winery the night, night before. Um, because it's not a long weekend this year, it's a little bit tighter, the schedule. But there'll be a post-match function after the game at the Port Lincoln Hotel, which is part of the Hurley Group. And I can announce that they've come on as an official partner of the Nord Football Club Beautiful. just in the last Ooh. week. So uh, the Hurley Group and the Port Lincoln Hotel um, are new partners of our uh, club. So we encourage all supporters to start planning now if you haven't. Get up to Port Lincoln on uh, May the 13th. Probably get in the day before would be good. 12th to the 14th. There you go. Two nights. I've just sold out at the Port Lincoln <laughs> Hotel. Um, and, you know, get behind the boys because it's another big uh, uh, weekend for our footy club. Definitely is. And um, there is a number of players like James Aish had on the weekend uh, with the home ground advantage of Norwood Oval. A uh, range of Norwood players that come from yep. that part of the world. There's uh, Kennelly and Tahini and a few others as well. Jarvis. Flem, Jarvis, absolutely. Yep. So um, yeah. insider knowledge up there, Flem. Yep. Uh, look, there's, I reckon, another three or four I can't quite think of at the moment. But Tristan Binder. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say Henry Nelligan, but he's probably drinking somewhere on the banks <laughs> of the Thames in Europe at the moment. Where's the Thames? Is that Europe? No. That's yeah, London. No, it's in London. It's in, in the UK. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, exciting because of the connection with the region. It's our regional zone, and, and we're, it's, we're, we, we, we look for football talent to come out of there for us. We look to invest in there, uh, over there as a, as a club. But moving on, Alex Carey is at our business lunch uh, last Friday of this month, which is the 28th, I think. Next uh, Friday. Next Friday. Yep. Um, and obviously, Dickie, you know a little bit about Alex Carey working for the Helix Group, um, but he'll be an exciting speaker. There's a few seats left. Um, I mean, he's, his story is quite remarkable when you think about it. Um, originally a star junior in both cricket and footy, um, Went to GWS before they were entered the AFL competition and played there. Uh, it didn't quite work out for him. Came back, put his mind to cricket, and you know he's uh, he's um, you know a, a, a stable, staple player now for the Australian cricket team. Mm. Uh, great leadership, makes runs when you need. Beautiful behind the stumps. Um, squeaky clean image squeaky, too. Squeaky clean, <laughs> very very good looking I man. I spent two days trying to get some dirt on this man, <laughs> and it just doesn't exist. No. But uh, here you go. How many uh, ODIs do you think he's played for Australia? Played about 50. 64, actually, Flem. Oh. There you go. The media manager mm. all over. Look, it. I was writing up this bio for the um, the, the thing the other, <laughs> the, the business lunch the other day, and it was a bio that you just couldn't trim down because it is so, he's such a special player. He is. And uh, here you go, Josh, if you think you're that good. 19, many, 19 uh, tests, Flem. <laughs> how, how many T20s? Oh, I reckon 38. Oh God! What's his how many day? how many catches? Oh, I don't know that much. Yeah, Josh, Josh that, is a Josh is a cricket I do fanatic like as cricket. well. That wasn't in the bio. One Test century, One, uh, in Two, boxing, boxing Day Test. Two hundred and eleven catches. There you go. There you go. No, I don't know. I just <laughs> and obviously they've just come back from India. There's mm. some great stories about the Indian tour. He was very good the, over there it too. Was they got the World Test Championship coming up yep. in in London against India, that'll be a massive yeah, event. Yeah. And then the five test series against England, yeah. which will be even bigger considering how England are going right now. Mm. I don't know. Basball. Basball and the runs they're making, how quick they're making them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but Hazelwood, Cummings, Boland. Yep. 
stark. How yeah. are they going to go against those guys? That's so, right. That's right. Test. More importantly, though. And is, this gotta, a footy, is this a footy show or a cricket show? Got to come along to the Alex Carey Sport um, business lunch at, at the Norwood Oval because yep. um, that is where he's going to share all the inside goss yeah, about yeah. all of those tours. Nah, that's right. So don't miss that one. Uh, we are a football show, but we are on SEM, which is Sports Entertainment Network. Yeah. <laughs> now let's uh, just finish this segment with a little chat about our underage programs. There's a fair bit of uh, stuff going on with our state uh, teams and squads at the moment, isn't there, Josh? There certainly is. Um, so we have Logan Evans, who's obviously been a, a big part of our league side this year. Him and um, Alex Van Wick are both in the under-18s uh, state squad. Uh, we've got a couple of girls in the under-18s uh, women's state squad. Um, Kobe Morgan and uh, Molly Brooksby, who we mentioned the name of before. Mm-hmm. few in the boys under-16s, um, Richard. Okay, before we get to that, under-16 girls, AD, yeah, so, is this weekend? Yeah, yep. we've got three girls, Charlie Hazelhurst. Asha Bianchi and Kaya Jaffa are all heading to Victoria for the first under-16s game. And then next week, we got 16s, 18s. Yeah. They will off. be playing uh, Vic, Metro Vic Metro at Arden Street, of course, yes. on Sunday, I all believe. All Tree Gully girls, I believe. So okay. There's something uh, in the water, from, uh, something in the gully. gully. Yeah, the 16s boys squad has just been announced as well. Um, it's only a preliminary squad. There's about 40 on there. We've got six in there from, from Norwood. We've got Jack Hayter, Robbie Varka, who's actually from the Air Peninsula uh, as well. Will Prescott. Um, Jeff Rosenbilds and a couple of familiar Norwood names here. <laughs> Toby Callow yep. and Jim Kelly. There you go. Of course, Toby coming over with his family from Tasmania. Yes. Jackson's younger brother. That yes. Kelly name sounds familiar, yes, Richard. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I was, was going to get to that. I thought I'd just give uh, Callow a bit of a... Because I know he even now talks about it. They've moved over yeah. here for this. <laughs> so you must be a proud dad. Yeah, no, he's, he goes, well, he's had a good four games. He's actually not playing this weekend for Norwood. He's got to go away for school footy. But... Um, yeah, it's a good start. You never know where it'll end. And now is he wearing your number? As he no, he's not. That? No, he's not. No, he asked for number five. Forging his own <laughs> I think Gary it goes, Ablett. I think the junior numbers go in height size. So the <laughs> yeah. smaller you are, the smaller number right. you get. So. <laughs> now, uh, we're going to go to another break uh, and we're going to finally talk about oh. our men's team, which have, uh, they have a big game next Tuesday for the Anzac Day uh, clash and uh, celebration, of course, of all things to do with Anzac. Um, and as we go to the break, um, I will mention that on that day, and I think I might have mentioned it earlier, our 2013 Premiership team will be present uh, and it will be their official reunion on the day at the football club. And they will also be gathering at the club the night before, uh, which will be the final captain's run uh, for the men's team before the, uh, the, the game on Tuesday. So... All um, supporters out there, if you want to get down and mingle with the 2013 Premiership team, they will be at the club from Monday, 5 o'clock onwards. And, of course, they'll be there on Tuesday where we'll celebrate their fantastic win a decade ago. So we'll come back after the break and we'll talk about that game. Um, A big one for our football club. We need a win. And what better way to get it than against the grand finalists of last year and go another one up on them. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Redlegs Radio, thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Redlegs. And they are great sponsors, Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar. Now, everyone, we're back for our last quarter and we need to get through quite a bit quickly, so uh, I'm going to go straight to... Uh, the awards from our last game, which seemed like uh, 
ages ago. I mean, it's been almost three weeks since we last played. But when we unfortunately went down to Sturt Football Club, the Barossa boy of the week was uh, Declan Hamilton and Richard, the People's Choice Award. Who did that go to? It was Tom Donnelly again. Yeah. Again. So he's backed it up um, uh, for round one and round two. So he's on our leaderboard at the moment, followed by Logan Evans and Harry Boyd. So uh, let's see what round three brings us. But yeah. uh, certainly Tom Donnelly, um, he's, he started well. Got the whole Tasmania vote <laughs> for him again. He has. And talking about round three, Josh, uh, what's happening, uh, the ins and outs, and any other news that you can share with us? Oh, the ins and outs is a Tuesday game, Flem, so we don't quite know the whole lineup yet. Um, of course, a few training sessions to go, I believe. Um, but yeah, need a bit of a response. Of course, we are zero and two. Uh, lost to Sturt by fifty-three points. Uh, now it's what two and a half weeks ago. I think it's nineteen days until they play again. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 So uh, form going into this game is a little tricky to tell. Of course, it was. Pelting rain in that Sturt game as well, which was which was uh, tough conditions. Um, not the result we were after, so we need to bounce back. Uh, North Adelaide will also be looking to bounce back. Uh, they lost to Centrals by 27 points in round two, got the win over West Adelaide in round one, so they've got a win on the board. Um, but from a Norwood point of view, um, I suppose it's just looking to play a little bit more like we managed to in that stretch during the second quarter against Sturt, where we managed to bang home three quick goals and, and look a lot more like the team that we're wanting to play like. Because uh, aside from that, we were, we were pretty well um, managed by Sturt, who will be a very good team this season, I believe. Um, but yeah, Jarvis was very good in that game. He kicked three goals, uh, not too many um, opportunities from a, a forward, but he presented really well. Rokar had 31 disposals as a midfielder um, in t- wet conditions. So uh, 2 Tuesday, Anzac Day, going to be a massive game. Anzac Day, absolutely. And yeah. and before we go, Richard, give us one fact about North Adelaide and Norwood. Uh, well, we beat them in last year's grand final. Well, we know There's that. a fact. <laughs> any, other, any other tricky, dicky historical facts? Oh, look, uh, I actually looked at the history. Um, go back 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. There's some sort of history there where we either play Centrals or North Adelaide. Um, anyway, 2003, we played North, round three, beat them by 24 points. I reckon that's the margin. Coach at the time was Gary McIntosh. There you go. It is going to be a big Tuesday. There'll be Anzac Day ceremonies mm. uh, commencing from about uh, you know uh, two p.m. and um, you know you want to get there by yeah two p.m. to capture all that. We mm. will have an official military ceremony uh, where we'll do the, the the oath and the rouse, and there'll be an Australian anthem, and we'll have the the last poster happening. It's all happening like you see. On the MCG, uh, Essendon v Collingwood, Anzac Day, we're doing something similar. And I can tell everyone out there, the Anzac Day clash at the MCG will be on the screens around our ground, so you won't miss that. Get down there and support Norwood. Yeah, aside from the the grand final, Anzac Day is the is the game you want to be playing in each year, um, whether it's you know AFL, Sandful, obviously with the grand final rematch, even local footy, it is... An awesome day to be part of football. Um, I think every football club uh, does Anzac Day so well. It's a, a massive part of the uh, football calendar, regardless of the league you're playing in. Um, so get down to Norwood Oval. It's going to be a very special day. It will be. And it's one where we've just got to find a way to win. Definitely. You know, um, it, it, 
Um, Ad, you were saying before. Can you believe it's only round three? Mm. Um, it, like, well, you know, no, I can't because it's about five or six <laughs> weeks into the season. It seems like, but you know, if we go into round four without a win, it just gets harder. You're starting to get a fair way back now. I have so much belief in our our football program and our coaches and our players that uh, regardless of the um, result on Tuesday, I'm sure we're going to bounce back at some stage. But it would just be nice. If it happened on Tuesday, isn't that right, Dickie? Yeah, we need to, we need to win. Um, give us one and two, uh, and then a couple of rounds until till EP, and um, hopefully by sort of mid to late May, mm. uh, we're back in the back in the four. Well, if we win on Tuesday, we're in a similar position to what we were yep. this time last year. Yep. You know, we had lost two of our first three. So, um, you know, and we know what happened at the end of last year. So mm. I'm still confident, but we just need to find a way to win. Definitely. We've, had, we've started the season with three home games as well, obviously against the Eagles and, and Sturt, who are very good oppositions uh, north again this week. Glenelg the week after. So um, tough start, but we need a win. Yeah, we absolutely do. Now, AD, thanks for joining us. Thank good you. luck, good luck AD. Thank you. Bring home the chocolates. Look forward to seeing everyone out there. All right, don't bugger things up, otherwise <laughs> they, don't come to Red Legs Radio <laughs> next might, week. I might be dusty next Thursday. Yeah. Right. Enjoy thanks. some winners coopers on the weekend. <laughs> thank you, Joshy. Thank you, Dickie. Good on you, and Dale. thank you, listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us again for another edition of Red Legs Radio.